Hello and welcome to another podcast episode of Pablo Escobar. My name is Andres Vasquez and today I'm going to be conducting and providing the information in this podcast episode, which I wanted to serve as a small side, exploring a very specific and very interesting aspect about Pablo Escobar's life. So today I will be exploring Escobar's involvement in soccer or football and its institutions in Colombia in Pablo the football fan. Shall we begin? So an important thing that I think I should say before getting started is that I may be using soccer and football interchangeably, especially football because that's how they call it in Spanish. Um, but in previous episodes, we talked about and touched upon Pablo Escobar's relationship with soccer. And as stated, is reported by Diaries Like El Tiempo, he built many sport complexes before running for office. And he even is quoted saying that he, he wanted, you know, just promote sports once in office. And even I, I saw this, his political campaign, AFP Colombia posted a picture of what the campaign ad was in El Colombiano, it was a newspaper. And it said that he was a sportsman. So he had a strong connection to sports. Recently, Gustavo Gravia did like a little report that I found very interesting. I'm going to base my, my findings in this and I'm going to base my, my, my episode in this. Is that he made this little report on Escobar's involvement in formal soccer institutions in Colombia. And we can then delve deep into specific, but, but it's important to, to know that in, imagine there are two teams. There's Atlético Nacional and Deportivo Independiente de Medellín. And he financed both through backways, according to this article. But he was a fan of Deportivo Independiente de Medellín, specifically. And he also had allies that actually got and bought a, a team called Millonarios from Bogotá. And this, this is very interesting because there's reports, for example, from ESPN quoted recently Francisco Maturana, he's, he was a coach of Colombia and Atlético Nacional at some point. And he, the Colombian national team, that is, and Atlético Nacional is the, the Medellin team. But, but he stated that, that he never saw Escobar in the style, like when he was in Atlético Nacional. He knew about him, but he knew that he was a Deportivo Independiente de Medellin fan. So he even said that, that, Pablo Escobar wouldn't want to help Atlético Nacional. And but this is interesting because it clashes uh, with even other reports that ESPN says that, that there were rumors even going around that Pablo Escobar was the owner of Atlético Nacional. And it even clashes with uh, what his secario, uh, which is alias Popeye, said that he, he described him as a watermelon fan, that, that he's green in the outside, that's the college of Atlético Nacional, and red in the inside, the color of Deportivo Independiente de Medellín, that he helped a lot, the players from Atlético Nacional. But one thing that we do see in, in general is that, as reported by Gravia, is that this could be maybe a territorial thing, 
because he wanted to counter and fight the cartel of Cali because they had bought the teams of their city, of their, of their yeah, their city. And Popeye supports this because in this interview that, that is this video against this interview that I saw, he basically says that Narcos had taken control of the soccer clubs in Colombia. So Pablo Escobar just because of the territorial thing had to take control of the ones in Medellin. But we, we do see that there's certain ideology behind it all. Uh, Grave argues that that Pablo Escobar wanted to build a Colombian identity he didn't want to bring, as opposed to other teams, he didn't want to bring uh, players from, from other countries, but he wanted to build a Colombian identity and build a team with Colombian players, which would then serve as a groundwork for the national team, which actually was very, very successful and very well known in the world stage. And this goes exactly in line with how he would describe himself while running for office as um, El Tiempo reported, he described himself as a nationalist. And he he helped a lot, he cared a lot for for the players too, as Popeye stated, even if a, if a, if a player had, was in trouble, if a player was, was even, yeah, was in kind of trouble, he would help them out. So that, that was a bit what I get in the sense of his relationship with the team most hands-on. And but Maturana said that he had heard of players that did have ties of, with Escobar. And that was a personal choice. But he did, he did recognize that sometimes it wasn't a choice in the sense that if Pablo Escobar wanted to see a player, then this, that player had to comply and was kind of forced to comply. But I think it's now moving into what the team itself looked like and, and how what happened with that team later on. Atletico Nacional actually went to get great success uh, at the national level under Escobar, and I think most importantly, at the international level, at the continental level, with by winning the Copa Libertadores, which is the continental title of South America of 1989. It's the first time the Colombian team won it. And, but this didn't come without controversy. You know, there were already reports throughout history of, of buying referees and even... Pablo Escobar even killed a referee. They call him an offside. And, and Atletico Nacional lost the game. And as what Pedro stated, they, they saw it as, as, as if the referee had stolen the game. So Pablo Escobar got him killed. But I want to focus on the Copa Libertadores of 1989. Gravi reports, and he quotes one of the referees. For example, for the semifinal, he quotes one of the referees. That... Popeye, the Sicario Popeye, entered with other armed men to the referee's hotel room and gave them around $250,000 and threatened them because they wanted Atletico Nacional to win. They had already lost the first leg of the, this is the two leg semifinal. And they also visited rival players and, and, and threatened them too. 
Look, Papel himself in this video, in his recent interview, denies all this. And he says Pablo Escobar did not buy the Libertadores of 1989. However, uh, Gravia, Gravia also states that this is true for the final. He says that the same thing happened in the final. The referees were again threatened, were again given money. But then uh, Atletico Nacional went to win the final and penalty kicks for the first time. Gravia also states that this happened again the following year. However, a referee spoke out about what was happening and the team was sanctioned and they couldn't play anymore in their in their uh, in their stadium or in their country in fact for home games for Copa Libertadores so they had to play in other places so what comes from all this is i think how interesting is the fact that um different people see it in different ways I and mean, even Gravia states that he was loved and hated at the same time for example let's let's take a couple examples of what what we've already talked about um Maturana who was you know the coach of this great Colombian national team and of Atletico Nacional he distanced himself from all that as in recently ESPN reported he says that these reports were meant to minimize, like these reports and rumors of Fellow Squad's involvement were meant to minimize the achievement of the team, but th that he was aware of the courts that, the soccer courts that Fellow uh, Squad had built in low income communities. It, what I found interesting is he, he, he tries to focus more on the national team itself. He says that this, the national team he led went beyond narco-trafficking and beyond guerrilla groups. And that showed that in a time where Colombia, when people talk about Colombia, was about these two things, uh, that Colombia was more than that. And he even pointed out some rumors that, that said that guerrilla, the guerrilla groups just stopped whenever the national team played. But in another instance, there's a Colombian coach called Edgar Ospina, that in 2013 was reported by El Espectador that he, he actually thought that Colombian soccer made a big leap. And I quote, he said, that's because what he said, big leap in the times of Pablo Squad. Now, this is a coach that trained many teams in Peru. But he states that players actually got better salaries. There was better stadia. stadia there was better infrastructure. And he also cited the houses that Pablo Squad built. And he, in his view, in Ospina's view, the investment that Pablo Squad made gave soccer professionalism in the country. Players could build a career off of that and sustain their families, families, which goes in line with what we've been discussing that Pablo Squad would actually help these players he, he had a relationship with. However, Ospina does recognize and say that he lived in fear the years of Pablo Escobar. Popeye, in his interview, from, from his perspective, 
he he does say that he had investments, but he denies that the Libertadores was bought by Escobar. And he says that everything, but he does say that everything that happens in Colombia at, at that point, he believes that what's was thrown at Pablo Escobar. And, but I do believe that the sense that he gives is that Pablo Escobar loved soccer and he claims, that he even claims that, that he stopped a, a bomb from being planted at rival players' team, at the rival team's players because he loved soccer. And it, show, it, it, it shows that in a way Pablo Escobar Yes, he does this because of, of, a, of a power grab, or at least sustaining power and countering other cartels. But there's also a component in it, as shown by Gravia and as shown by Popeye, that he was a soccer fan and a fan of these two teams, especially the one from Deportivo Independiente de Medellín. And I think that's a very important thing to consider, all the little aspects of why he did this. And later on, I think it's also very interesting to see how different people see Pablo Escobar's involvement in the sport. And with this, we finish this last episode of Pablo Escobar's involvement in Colombian football, showing one of the many parts of his life. And I hope you found the information of this podcast episode as as interesting as I have. And, well... I just have to say, thank you so much for tuning in.